Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. And hello, modern lovers. Did you ever think that meditation might make your body healthy and sexy? Well, you're going to learn about that with us today with our special guest, Kelvin Chen. And you're going to learn how meditation can reduce stress, anxiety, fear, and yes, 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 improve your love life. So Kelvin is the person who created the technique called Turning Within. It's easy to learn, it's effortless, it reduces all the stress, anxiety, all the things I said, but it also increases your self-confidence, your inner strength. It switches on the opposite of the old fight or flight response, which can get you in so much trouble in a relationship because then you are acting like a wild beast and not a nice, loving human. It can expand our mind's conscious capacity for experience, and you'll end up feeling more wide awake, more clear, more alive, better able to love and be your beautiful human self if you learn meditation. You know, I always say meditation is medicine, but first, before we talk with Kelvin Chen, if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area, you'll want to join me Sunday. August 30th from 2 to 5 p.m. for a live event via Zoom at San Jose Center for Spiritual Living. Marianne Williamson is my guest in a special interview, and it's a presentation called Seeking the Sacred During the Pandemic and Beyond. You're going to hear Marianne talk in a very candid, open way about her own life journey, what she learned from running for president, and what it is she wants us to learn about having courage during the pandemic and beyond. And she also addresses in a profound way racial equality, racial justice, all of these great opportunities that we have in the midst of the pain and the heartache called pandemic, how we can see how life is working for us and working not against us. So you can go to Center for Spiritual Living, CSISI.org, and sign up, or you can email me at love, L-O-V-E, at docway.com, that's D-O-C-W-A-D-E.com, for more information and to get a link to join us. So very quickly, here's our Ask Dr. Brenda question. Keep the questions coming. I love them. This one is, our eldest daughter has been schooled virtually since late April of this year. She's been homeschooled. She's rarely left the house. We've restricted her social gathering to video chats with her friends and her relatives, but this has opened a Pandora's box of new 
problems. Recently, I caught her attending a virtual party, drinking beer and smoking in her room. At 17, she's not legally old enough to drink, but my husband feels a little beer is okay and she's just blowing off steam. Against my better judgment, I've gone along with this, and now she's asked that I purchase beer for future parties. I think we've made a mistake. There's no turning back. How do I manage this situation? Oh, how do I manage? How you manage is that you are the parent. Your 17-year-old is not of age. She's still a child. And you get to set the rules in your home. Now, here's how I like to suggest you set rules for somebody that age. We go from tight boundaries you put on a young child to more flexible boundaries with kind of a mid-childhood. And for somebody approaching adulthood, you sit down and you have an informed conversation. What are your concerns? And don't just say, I'm afraid, you know, you're going to run out. Because any teenager who hears that is going to go, oh, for God's sake, la, 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 la. More important to invite her to have a conversation with you about the risks involved in drinking. In fact, if she starts solo drinking, even if she's in her room on Zoom, she's still alone. It's important to help her see the benefits of slowing down drinking and that at age 17, her brain is still developing. It won't be finished until she's 24 years old. So you take the reins and get super informed on teen drinking yourself mom and dad, and have a good conversation. All right, let me tell you more about our guest today. Kelvin Chen learned to meditate at the young age of 19. And he's been teaching meditation in living room school businesses worldwide, and now via video conference phone, Skype, webinars, for over 40 years. Kevin was the test subject in the first medical studies on meditation in the U.S. conducted by Boston cardiologist Herbert Benson, one of my heroes. In 1971, it was published in Scientific American. Kelvin has taught people from age 4 to 94, professional athletes, retirees, teachers, students, clergy, you name it. He's taught over, he's taught thousands of people this easy-to-learn, non-religious technique of naturally turning within. Or you might call it learning how to let go, and some of us really need that. So he's teaching you how to turn on the opposite switch to the fight or flight response. Welcome to Modern Love, Kelvin Chen. Thank you, Dr. Brenda. Great to be here. Great to be here with you. Oh, it's wonderful to have you. You are exactly in tune with what we are all about here at Modern Love. We take a body, emotions, mind, and spirit approach. And you're saying that turning within isn't necessarily spiritual. So tell us how you started learning meditation at age 19. That's amazing. Yeah, so I learned because I was very stressed out. I was a college student. Uh, I was at Dartmouth College in New Hampshire. I was very stressed out. I um, I needed help with managing my anxiety, and um, that's why I turned to meditation. This is, uh, as you mentioned, 1970s. This is a long time ago, um, 
And this is my 50th year meditating. It's crazy. I don't even feel that old. But anyway. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, amazing. I know, right? 50 it's years crazy. of meditation. So now yeah, when every you day. meditation, give people your mm-hmm. working definition yeah. of the form of meditation that you first learned. And then I want to sure. hear more about how that's impacted. I know our listeners do. How that has impacted your journey. Sure. So, um when I first learned, so it's evolved over the decades, as people can imagine, right? So when I first learned, I was 19 years old, and I kind of did a survey quickly of a lot of different meditation techniques that were out there, probably four or five or something like that came, came through campus. And uh, the one that resonated with me was TM at the time, Transcendental Meditation. People have probably heard of that. Um, but I learned right after the Beatles, uh, uh, right. Maharishi exactly. Mahesh Yogi taught right? Yes. And, uh, exactly. yeah. And, and so I studied personally with Maharishi in 71. In 1973, I became a, a teacher of Transcendental Meditation. I was an international leader in his organization for about 10 years. And then they went in a different direction, and, uh, and I kind of went off in a different direction as well uh, when they did that. So I have continued to teach meditation. Now, as you mentioned in the intro, I call it turning within. But easy, effortless process that I teach, um, no religious um, connections or anything like that. I've taught Buddhist monks, Catholic priests, uh, Now, Muslims, how has it impacted you everybody. personally? Let's tell us more about your journey. And we'll talk so about me, all the external pieces. Yeah. But what, about, what yeah. changed for you? For me, first it was the anxiety, of course, because that was what was presenting for me in spades at the time. And so I got my anxiety under control. It was like, whoop, and it turned around. It was like a 180. I didn't have anxiety anymore. I was sleeping better. I, I, I wasn't stressed out. Um, and then later, uh, a number of years later, I started actually having spiritual experiences that I didn't even know what they were at the time because uh, I'd never read much about them or studied any of that stuff. That's not why I got into meditation. But it spontaneously so what do you started mean by opening, opening me up. What do you mean by uh, well, spiritual experiences? First, first of all, I started having very, very clear experiences of the separation of my mind and my body, that my mind was distinct from my body, that my mind was not my brain, that, in fact, uh, there was consciousness or my mind slash consciousness, I use that synonymously, that was bigger than what I call my supermarket aisle mind. mind. You know, the supermarket aisle, you walk down the supermarket, do I need broccoli, do I need apple? you know, that part of my mind that's making decisions. So there was a, a larger, more vast part of my mind that I started accessing uh, fairly soon after learning to meditate. And then even some years later, uh, in the mid, mid-70s, I started having past life memories. And then in the 80s, I started communicating with the other side, et cetera. So all of that stuff started happening completely spontaneously to me from somebody who just started, learned this technique, that then I, as I said, evolved and, and, and got easier and I now, removed the cultural stuff. how did that impact stuff. your life when you started to have the awareness sure. that we are not our minds, that we are not yep. our bodies, that we are something mm-hmm. more than that? And I mm-hmm. have absolutely no trouble being right on that same page with you. In fact, I taught a mastermind session last night on this very mm-hmm. topic, so I'm sort of going, Wow. I had no idea yeah. we were going to go there today, but here we are. So talk yeah. about what it was like for you to begin to, oh, wait a minute, 
I'm not my mind. I'm something more. Right. And you have to you understand you're talking to somebody who comes out of a science background. I have a science kind of mentality and a rational thinking, oh, logical so do I. kind of I, I started right? out in physics, being prematurely born yeah. attack monkeys in medical school. <laughs> exactly. So yes, exactly. Science, right? science does yeah. not stop us from having, all right, my geeks out there, science does not stop us from being able to access this higher, and I say higher because the frequency literally measures at a higher frequency wave, higher state of consciousness. Now, Kevin, one of the things that's really important is if you could give us like a peek behind the curtain as you started mm-hmm. to have these experiences, what did you feel? What did you begin yeah. to think? What began to change in your life? Because many people think meditation is just you, you sit and you do kind of do this exercise it's it's for many of us it's life-changing how did it change you yeah it was a very practical way so first of all i started feeling much more wide awake i was less stressed my my conscious capacity for experience expanded in the sense that my level of wakefulness was much much more um broad my perspective i could have a broad comprehension of things you know the phrase I uh, can't see the forest from the trees. So, so oh, I had yeah. the opposite, the opposite, the opposite, where I could have many, many things going on in my mind at the same time, and then I could organize them very, very easily. So very, very practical. But that comes as a result of having expanded one's conscious capacity for experience, not by adding new stuff, which is what typically we do in our culture. We learn new stuff. We learn new things, which is nothing wrong with that. But we need to expand the c- container. That's our mind, our consciousness. We need to wake up more of ourselves. That's what I started noticing on a very, very practical, tangible level. That, 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 then my fears and anxieties dissipated. Why? Because I feel so much more powerful and more self-confident inside. So it's, I call it the inside-out approach. It's strengthening oneself from the inside by recognizing and experiencing that one is much more than what I referred to earlier as our supermarket aisle mind. We are much more than that. Yes, because when we're stuck in that mind, that mind tends to generate. And when we talk about the link between what the mind does and things like anxiety, which leads to depression. And by the way, modern lovers, get in the way of your love and your sex life. It is really important to understand that calming the mind means your brain stops dumping all those negative neurotransmitters into your body that affect everything else in the body because it's all connected. So could you also, Kelvin, Mm -hmm. give us a taste? Everybody, you want a little taste of how turning within works? But everybody's saying yes, Kelvin. (laughs) Well, I can't actually teach it right now on the the phone with you, but uh, it's it's a very simple process. Let me describe it to you. The closest I can do is, kind of describe the process and how it's different from most meditation techniques out there. First of all, no focus, no controlling, no clearing the mind of thoughts. So that's variations of that. This is very different. That's why it's so easy. And so uh, by turning within and allowing the mind to experience itself in a, in, a, in a different way, what we're doing is we're essentially tapping into the natural tendency of the mind to turn within and to almost seek out more uh, areas of satisfaction within 
but not in a white noise kind of way. See, so most people will think their mind is all that white noise kind of thoughts that's going on. So how do we deal with that without pushing out those thoughts? That's the trick. And that's where the rubber meets the road. Because everybody knows that if you try to push out those thoughts, it doesn't work. More thoughts come, right? And so it's like if I said to you, Dr. Brennan, don't think of the word hippopotamus. Don't think of the word hippopotamus. You've already thought of it. It's, it's, It's too late. So we need, to, we need to turn within in a way that does not fight the natural tendency of the mind and that actually uses the natural tendency of the mind to fuel the process, which is why this, the way I teach it is so easy and effortless. Beautiful. Well, we love easy. We love effortless. But best of all, we love results. So if exactly. you look at your life and maybe tell us, also maybe a story of someone you taught the technique to and how it might sure. change their lives. Because I want everybody to get excited about meditation. Sure. It's a sure. core practice. Yeah. Well, I've taught so many people, thousands and thousands of people over the decades. So uh, just a couple of quick examples. So I've taught people who uh, very, very often people come find me on the Internet because they've tried everything else. They've tried every other meditation technique and it's been difficult or they've tried, um, you know, uh, the, the pharmaceutical route because they may have anxiety and depression issues and so forth. And typically what, what happens is, you know, they'll come work with me and they take the four-day class. Uh, it's about an hour, hour and a half each day for four days. And, um, and their anxiety starts dissipating, 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 uh, and then they, and they, they feel so much better. A, a, cardi- a doctor I just taught in New York City um, has cardiology issues. He's not a cardiologist himself. He's a doctor, uh, a pediatric oncology doctor, but he has own personal cardiology issues. And he just sent me an email the other day, and he, he uh, so he's measuring his own uh, blood pressure, obviously, every day. He has a heart valve issue that he was born with and so forth. He was very, very carefully monitoring um, his blood pressure. And in six weeks, his blood pressure went from hypertense to normal. So that's a very dramatic, uh, that is specific impressive. result. Yes, yes. And when you look at that and pick it apart, meditation impacts the body. How would you complete that sentence? It impacts the body by... It impacts the body by turning on the opposite of the fight or flight switch, which, is, which the medical term is called the parasympathetic nervous system. People can Google that. And when the parasympathetic turns on, natural healing and balancing in the neurophysiology starts to take place. It's brain chemistry, blood chemistry, muscular tissue, tendons, ligaments, it doesn't matter where, where you're looking. Hormones start to balance. When that starts to happen, it improves your health, improves the quality of your relationships, obviously because you, each of us, we each are the essential unit of every relationship that we're in, Right. What makes you say that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're, you know, it's funny because a lot of people subscribe to the, if the other person would just change, then I could right. be happy. You know, yeah. and what you're saying is it really is within our grasp to elevate who we are as human beings. And it's body, emotions, mind, and spirit intertwined. And I use spirit, guys. You can use energy, anything you want. But there is a part of it that's non-physical. And there's a ton of research on that. The whole field of quantum physics intersects all of it in relationship. 
Mm-hmm. What have you seen? How has this technique impacted people's love lives? And dare I bring SEX into the conversation? Sure. You could bring any, any, anything into the conversation. We can talk explicitly about that to some degree, uh, as is allowable on the airwaves. But we're talking about each individual, as we said, as you said, is the essential unit of any relationship. And when people start thinking, oh, if only he changed, if only she changed, this or that, you know, that we have control over ourselves. We don't have control over other people. Can we influence other people? Yes. But do we have control? No. They make decisions. We live in a free will universe. And so let's take control over ourselves as the essential unit of the relationship, improve our connection with ourselves, which is what the meditation does. It's essentially that know thyself, you know, self-realization. It's turning within, cleaning up our own baggage and, you know, nervous system, cortisol levels, balancing that, lactic acid levels, balancing that. Yeah, one of the things, in addition to the physical that you're describing, I think one of the things that's really important for people to understand is that when we can slow all that noise down inside and we get all the physiological impact that Kelvin is describing to us in a relationship, you can actually begin to address your relationship issues and patterns. Not the other person that we all know needs fixing because it can't possibly be you, but you can address right. your own issues. And I've seen, because, of course, I want to back you up here, Kelvin, I have seen people dramatically increase their capacity to be non-reactive in relationships instead of flying off the handle by learning a good, solid meditation practice. I've seen people literally learn how to love someone else for the first time. Well, I, when they get out of down, those symptoms. Yeah, I think it comes down to one word, and that's perspective. Because we've all been in situations, relationships, where we lose perspective in a conversation. When we lose perspective, we lose the ability to listen, to hear what the other person is saying, and we lose the ability to communicate clearly. Perspective is what yeah. comes about naturally. I think perspective this is a natural is super side effect. Super important. Super important. But now I have to weigh in. As your modern love doctor, everybody, the research also shows you need some modern love skills. Once you get perspective, you also need to be able to hold your own and communicate from what I call the five A's. Versus the five C's, which will destroy your relationship, criticism, coldness, combativeness, control. All those things will destroy, whereas affection, admiration, appreciation, and acceptance and allowing the person to be themselves will work. It won't work if your brain is hijacked, which is where meditation and perspective right. come in, from, my, from where I sit. So right, what do right. You I agree with that. And the other thing, you, us, you know. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Kelvin. I was just. I was just going to say quickly in terms of your SEX comment, what kills testosterone? Stress. That's, what, that's why testosterone levels go down. And so what can help increase testosterone levels? You can look at it from a meditation standpoint, reducing stress. Yes, and the same with estrogen. What reduces yes. and flattens estrogen is absolutely stress. And when estrogen goes down in a female body, 
testosterone goes up, which makes a woman feel bad, and vice versa in a male body. If testosterone goes down for male body, estrogen goes up, and that is not a feel-good hormone if you're in a male body. So all of this is so important, and it comes down to really making a commitment to find a practice that works. And I'm attracted to the idea of a practice that is simple, that is easy to Mm -hmm. use, which is why you may want to check out what Kelvin's up. Now, Kelvin, one last question before we have to let you go. Can children learn to meditate? Absolutely. I teach them as young as four years old. Sitting with the eyes closed for 10 to 15 minutes each time is what the adult uh, twice a day is the adult um, method. But the kids, fewer minutes, and around 9, 10 years old, I start teaching them with their eyes closed. Four to nine year, four to eight years old, I teach them a slightly different technique where they're not doing with their eyes closed. But it's very, very good for their brain development and uh, balancing. Now, does that also affect children in terms of academics? Because I would think they could focus more. Absolutely, yeah. Frontal, the hippocampus, the front part of the brain, learning ability, memory, mm-hmm. emotional balance. So for everybody mm-hmm. who's practicing this, uh, improves the, uh, the, the functioning in the hippocampus, the front part of the brain. Fabulous. Well, we all want the hippocampus and the frontal lobes working. And a great way to get there is to learn to meditate. Now, I want to give you Kevin's information, everybody. Check out his website. It's www.turningwithin.org. Turningwithin.org. Just like it sounds, that's how it's spelled. Now, Kevin, what do you want to leave us with today? Well, I think that just that the, the ease of the technique, whichever technique that they choose to do, um, I think, first of all, the doing of it is important, the turning within, and the ease of it uh, not only increases the effectiveness of it and the speed of effectiveness of it, but the fact that you will do it. Mm. So it's about taking some action, and you know, nothing in your life changes modern lovers unless we do take action. When we learn better, we love better, and learning meditation is certainly something that is beneficial. I will 100% sign on to that. My life changed dramatically. I mean, absolutely dramatic. I also suffered anxiety, depression, all of that. Meditation turned it around along with some good therapy had some great mentors and teachers along that route, too. So, guys, I want you to run, not walk. Check out what Kelvin has to offer. We're talking with Kelvin Chen, who developed the meditation technique, Turning Within. Also, you can join me Sunday, August 30th, from 2 to 5 p.m. for a live event via Zoom from the San Jose Center for Spiritual Living, Marianne Williamson, is in an intimate conversation with me for that. Uh, we did a great interview. You'll get to participate and see the interview and also practice with me some techniques for seeking the sacred during the pandemic and beyond. And yes, we are going to do some modern love techniques and practices also. All right, you can go to uh, CSISI. Excuse me, that's C I. Forgive me, guys. It's Center for Spiritual Living San Jose, so that would make it C S L S J. My bad. So it's Center for Spiritual Living dot org. Sign up or send me an email at love L O V E 
at DocWade.com. Thanks again to our special guest, Kelvin Chen, creator of Turning Within. Big thank you to Cliff Dunning, our producer, and to all you modern lovers. Remember, love is your secret superpower. Mm, meditate on that. All right. Blessings, everyone. Till next time.